From the high desert in Far East West Texas, this is the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Hi, I'm Robert Seidman and joining me for this episode is a guest I'd planned to have back for episode 100, but I've been taking my sweet time getting to 100 episodes. And a couple of weeks ago after I got off the phone with uh, Turner Sports' Scooter Vertino, I realized I talked to Scooter, who will definitely be uh, having fun on December 13th when the Lakers next play the Rockets. Uh, I, I realize I talked to Scooter more than my good friend. So joining me today is the podcast's first guest, the brains behind TV by the numbers, now wreaking havoc on Twitter as TV Grim Reaper, my friend Bill Gorman. Bill, welcome back to the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that Sports TV ratings. Nice to be back. One thing I saw that I wanted to talk to you about, um, just just because since the uh, uh, what, what's what's the name of uh, CBS's. Uh, uh, over-the-top service? Is it All Access? CBS All Access, yes. Yeah, so since the entire time that CBS All Access has been available, uh, your, your, your mantra, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's been something like, this isn't a service to gain subscribers. This is a service to win negotiations with, uh, with uh, you know, retransmission consent people. Um, right. And, you know, I know everyone's trying, trying to uh, probably sweep away everything that ever happened under Les Moonves, but uh, at least particularly to the field while I was watching, and I have not been watching lately, uh, CBS had done a much, much better job, uh, you know, sort of like working, working their retransmission uh, fee from, you know, sort of 50 cents to sort of, you know, more closer to the, the $2.50 range. And uh, I'm not sure that the other, the other uh, you know, the folks at Fox and uh, NBC and ABC was was quick to do that. So, what are your thoughts on that landscape right now? Well, I think I, I think the conventional wisdom is CBS has has made a lot more money from that than everybody else. They certainly get a lot more press about it, and they talk about oh, it. Oh, I, I just just to be clear, has made more money from that. What is from this? retransmission retransmission fees? So so at at least they talk about it a lot more, and and you know my assumption is. It's it's you know they talk about you know it's 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 you know close to twenty to thirty percent of their um, their broadcast network income now. Uh, the other guys don't talk about it in that way, and I pay a reasonable amount of attention as to how much that gets mentioned. Um, so I'm sure the other guys are doing it, and it would not shock me if the other guys were doing you know some number that was reasonably close to CBS, but they, they never talk about it the way CBS does. And, and, um, I think, I think part of that is at least initially, you know, CBS among all the other broadcast network conglomerates had effectively no cable networks. Right. And so I think there, there might've been a little bit of friction at first, um, because you know, all these cable, you know, NBC, NBC Universal and, and Disney and Fox, um, they have all these cable networks that they're constantly, you know, battering the, the providers to, to, you know, raise, raise fees. And, you know, maybe they just, they didn't want to, you know, lump the broadcast network in there at first, or maybe they didn't have to. So, so I think part of it is uh, the other guys did not have the financial imperative that CBS had to do it right so they didn't ha- you know because you know i think you know one thing that that i harp on a little bit um is people don't realize how tiny cbs is compared to the other three 
and and you know Disney yeah, you, and Comcast. You, you, you mean in terms of the overall corporation, not in terms yes, of the broadcast yes. TV network. Yes, yes, yes. So that so so that CBS, the broadcast network, is effectively I don't know eighty percent of the company, whereas NBC, the broadcast company, is is a tiny bit of Comcast. ABC, the broadcast network, is a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of Disney. Yeah, a smaller um, bit than ESPN. Right, and and Fox is somewhere in between. So Comcast and 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 Disney are gigantic. The existing Fox was a was a much bigger business than CBS. Uh, the the new Fox it remains to be seen. I haven't seen really the, the number breakdown. I'm not paying attention to that. Um, they'll be much closer to the CBS size. Right. Um, but so CBS also was motivated to find more revenue where they could because they don't have cable networks. They don't have um, you know movie studios or theme parks or cable net you know uh, cable just, distribution. Just 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 while we're here, so so. So do you, I mean, is there any way that the Fox thing works if, if what they're doing doesn't juice the retrans fees? It's, you know, there, there was some Twitter chatter over the past week about, oh, new Fox, they have this great schedule. That came from a, a Netflix letter to their subscribers. And they clearly have a clear and, and well-spoken strategy of we're going for live things and we're going to de-emphasize things that aren't live. So live things are news and sports and who, who knows what else. And and it's a well-articulated schedule. Yeah, just, because, just because it makes sense doesn't mean it's going to work. Right. And, and it, you know, it remains to be seen whether it's a good strategy. However, the, the, part of me is they're articulating that strategy now because it's an after-the-fact result of Rupert Murdoch selling at the top. Yeah. And I think there's a reasonable argument to be made that Rupert Murdoch, he is a smart, smart man. He is selling the assets to Disney at what he thinks is the top. And, okay, now that we're selling this stuff to Disney, how do we articulate our big grand strategy behind this? And the big grand strategy is we're doing everything live. And so I think there's a reasonable chance that, that that's where that strategy came from. It came from Rupert is selling this stuff because he thinks it's a good time to sell. Yeah. And, 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 you know, maybe, maybe Rupert is right selling now. Maybe isn't. Time will tell. Well, I but, mean, so, so, so really, you know, is he a seller or is, a, or is he a buyer? Because he's going to be holding a lot of Disney stock. I mean, so really, because it's not an, if it was an all cash deal, I would agree completely with everything that you just said. Because he's going to, to be holding a lot of Disney, like, it's hard for me to know what his motivations other than making more money. I, so you could, but then, but then he is diversifying his assets into a much, Correct. much larger and, you know, more insulated from the, whatever the, the problems are for his little Fox business is. Yep. So, so even if he got cash, he's got to put that cash somewhere. So, so, you know, he, he is, he is, he is, you know, getting out of whatever he's getting out of a studio, some tiny cable networks, relatively tiny cable networks, um, maybe regional sports networks or maybe he's buying them back prediction you're going to feel pain that's how all this is going to go for you personally because you're just not going to get the data that uh, that that you want to see right i mean so uh you will see uh if 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 fox's plan works and wins in the ratings which i think it could 
you will see that and you will see all the press releases touting the ratings wins, but you won't see, but did they make any money? Like that's never going to get reported. I don't think. Uh, well, I, I, you know, they have, you know, their investor, they're it's still a public company and they're still, and, and, and in fact, it's, it's an even more focused public company. So, so, you know, once, once this deal goes through, it's Fox Broadcast Network, Fox News, Fox Business, and, and maybe the RSNs if they buy them back. That's it. So, so it's even more uh, of, a, of a pure play on right. television than CBS is today. Right. Okay, so that, that, so that is actually good news. So the, uh, the earnings reports will be much more telling about what's actually going on than they are today. Right. Right. So that that, you know, so so when, you know, when when, you know, Michael Mulvihill, you know, touts how much, you know, better Fox's football numbers are and how about how much better now their overall numbers are without saying, oh, well, we're spending six hundred million dollars this year to get those numbers on Thursday. You don't hear the other side of it. But when they when they have to do their you know quarterly earnings announcement, you're going to hear the other side of it. Ultimately, I mean, we're we're how long? We're we're a year at least yeah. away from that. So, uh, back back to CBS. So, so how frustrating is it for you that the media never spins a thing as what it actually is, which was a negotiation ne- negotiating? I'm I'm surprised that nobody, even if you're not going to take the jump and say CBS All Access, it's it's to goose their retransmission fee revenue by negotiating, you know, putting a price point in front of uh, the, the MSOs in a negotiation, even if you're not willing to, to jump to that, why would you keep referring to CBS All Access as even a remotely successful business when maybe it's got 2 million subscribers after four years? Yeah. So w- why do people continue to think that it's in any way a, a successful business. It's, it's, I mean, it's successful in what it's supposed to be doing. CBS retransmission fees keep going up, um, but it's not a successful subscription business. It's tiny, and it's always going to be tiny. Well, I mean, so, so, so that's the problem that I have with it. So, I, you know, I, I think, I think, I, so me, I view CBS All Access as a big success because it did precisely what it was supposed to do. Under your theory, anyway, which is to goose right. goose the retrans, right. so it worked. Yay! This is a, this is good. Whoever's running that, you know, you get right. your bonus. Right. Like as far as right. I'm concerned, uh, so uh, so I very do much see CBS All Access as a success, but only in that light. But I think people should shine a light on that. Like, why not? Like, you know, they actually did something good. They made business choices that made sense, whatever the reasons, and it. And it worked out in terms of, uh, in you know, if if the if the imperative was more revenue, it worked. I, I why don't they do that? Because they're not told that. I think so much of what the TV media does is just what they're told by the networks, right? They're just they in in general they just regurgitate what they're told, and and if they're not if they're not told something, you just don't see it. Just a quick editor's note here. Bill and I had a discussion about Rich Greenfield and digital companies bidding on sports rights. 
Unfortunately, a lot of the early audio was garbled and unsalvageable, but the part that was audible was interesting, so I wanted to keep it in. I apologize for the rep edit here on top of being a stammering, mumbling host with bad mic technique. Back to the podcast. Right. Yeah, but I, so I, I mean, at, at some point, though, the, there's got to be margin on distribution, right? I mean, so, so look, if uh, what, what I'm saying is this, I don't, uh, so I don't think that I, I, maybe in our lifetime, like, I don't think that the, that the technology to deliver the Super Bowl at, you know, to a billion people over the internet, that, that, that's not right around the corner. That, that's not coming. Uh, and so all these people want to push all like, uh, uh, I, I'll flip it around on you. What's in it for Amazon to buy the Super Bowl and deliver it to no people? Like, why would they want to do that? Like, so- I, I, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think the only thing that's going to change in uh, any you know, new negotiation round with, with the big sports properties in the U.S. are no legacy media are going to have the digital rights. All the digital rights, which will be separate from the, the broadcast or cable rights, all the digital rights are going to be taken up by you know, you know, digital companies, Facebook, Amazon, whoever, Apple, whoever. Um, but I don't think any of the primary none of them are going to get into the primary right. And if, uh, and in the model that you're talking about, you're, you're talking about a a world where, you know, the, the, the digital rights are the, uh, the, uh, the, the cheaper rights package. I don't, I don't want to say inferior, but, uh, less expensive rights package. Oh yeah. Cause they're not, they're not making, they're not making any primary money from that. Right. So that so. So, again, yeah, for it's, them, so it's it's, it's, per, it's it's because of that, that I'm not sure that that's necessarily true, that at least in the next rights round, that all of the digital rights are all going to go to the digital providers, because like at some point, maybe the you know, Comcast might think, you know what, it's worth it's worth it to us to pay as much as Amazon's willing to pay for that. So we'll just buy it. Maybe we'll see. I mean, I, I think oh, I mean, so, I, I, so I, what's what's your thinking on. Like I'm, I'm even thinking this from the NFL's perspective. Why would they want to say that? That that you know what? We want the digital packages to go to digital people. I don't think I don't think the NFL will say that. I think the NFL will say, um, for us, that that digital package is a small number of people, and it's almost found money. So let's find up as much of it as we can. Oh, well, so, so they're, they're really, I mean, you have probably followed like how they sliced all the, the difference between digital and mobile, which the NFL right, figured out right, how right. to do this. I mean, and some of the stuff is just sliced very thin. I, I, I do predict that they will, if, if there's more of that to be figured out, I think the NFL will figure that out. Yeah. I'll, 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 yeah. I don't know. To me, it makes sense for that to be, that more unified, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe the NFL can make way more money, you know, doling that out to to multiple companies. Um, but it, it make it kind of makes sense to me. If I'm Amazon, I want to have it every. I, I want I want to be the digital delivery system, um, rather than you know Verizon getting it mobile or you know whatever whatever right, it was. Right, in the right, past. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that so that will be interesting to so so if. All the digital and mobile get packaged up into one thing. Uh, that 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 uh, that I could see being being pretty interesting. What are your thoughts so far on the uh, the NFL ratings this season? I'm I'm particularly interested because um, you know just at a, at a general level, uh, I 
I don't really differentiate much personally between 3% up and 3% down. That's like all kind of the same to me. But the, uh, the, the TV media, there's a big differences between 3% up and 3% down. And I'm just curious what your take is. I mean, I, I think it's probably just regression to the mean. And, and after a couple down years, they're in a, a little bit of an up year. Um, I, I think, you know, more offense and fewer quarterbacks, except Jimmy G getting hurt, uh, but, you know, probably help things a little bit. Um, but I, I, I don't think I, I, I think, you know, the, 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 the consistent story continues to be the whatever's happening to the NFL all they're in so much better shape, even on a change basis than entertainment media. Um, and not, not very many people bang that drum, uh, because there isn't a, there isn't a segment of the media except for, again, for, for sports media. So the sports media people do not pay a lot of attention to entertainment ratings Correct. and the entertainment media really effectively pays almost no attention to sports ratings. So there's, there's nobody saying, you know, as it has been for the last 50 years, you know, sports is so much more important than entertainment. And that gap is just growing bigger. Nobody, nobody is out there saying that except really now, like guys like Michael Mulvihill, whose company has now, you know, articulated a strategy that is we're going all live or we're going way live. And, you know, non-live entertainment is going to be just a tiny bit of us same the same way that cbs their their drumbeat although it seems to be less recently but you know over the the, the recent you know five ish years 10 years their drumbeat has always been cable ha that's nothing cable <laughs> C- cable is nothing cable is nothing they have no reach cable they're they're tiny don't talk to me about cable B- because they have no cable properties so, so, you know, Fox is now, you know, probably getting into more of the, you know, sports good entertainment, not as good spin because that's their strategy now. Well, I mean, so, so it's, it's, it's pretty clear relative to the entertainment field. Like even if the, even if the sports ratings go down, they're not going down as fast as the entertainment numbers are going down. Excuse me. The, the live same day entertainment. I mean, overall entertainment consumption may be bigger than it ever was, but that's uh, that's not manifesting in any way that the uh, that the uh, advertising market uh, can take advantage of it. Like when all that stuff happens on Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu, uh, where where I was, would suspect most of that consumption for entertainment is happening now. Uh, you know, sports sports just keep looking better and better. Uh, but I, you know, I, I could see this. I could see sports still going down. And I, I agree with you, by the way, uh, that the NFL is probably just this year is probably just the, the regression to the mean. Um, so in the uh, in the scripted world that you that you still dwell in and and uh, and set your sights on as far as uh, which shows will be renewed and which shows will be canceled. Uh, what new show? has the craziest fans anti or pro hmm so so there there is so the connor the connors which is what roseanne became which roseanne became minus roseanne um besides from that i don't want to talk about that show at all you don't talk about that okay okay so just just got too much shows shows that are not analogs for the culture war um uh there's uh, there the, the uh 
the ABC show The Rookie, which you know has the same lead as uh, Castle Castle had. You know, there was something that that guy did. Nathan Fillion. He did. Make, he did uh, Firefly or whatever. The no, no, no. But there's something he did. I think with the female lead of Castle, or said something ah. that made a lot of people mad. Ah. I'm not exactly sure what he said. You, you're and, talking about in real life, some real life comment from the actor. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Having to do with the business or the show, or you know, she she was taken off the show for the last season or two, and and maybe he wasn't you know sad about sad enough about. I don't know. I don't know. So there's an element of ex Castle. Oh, I see. They they hate. They're rooting against the rookie because they don't like right. the lead. Right, so they hate her, and then there is Charmed, which is a CW reboot of a show that was on what ten years ago, and as twelve before, t- years before ago. Before TV by the numbers, so right, and and um, that has an element of people who hate it because they thought that the the women who started the old show should be in the new show, and How that dare has they hire been, new blood. Right, and that has actually been 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 egged on by several, if not all of the members of the original cast, like being indignant in public that this was happening, and 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 so so um, so those two brand new shows have a significant number of people who hate them, and and so far Charmed is doing just fine for the CW. So the first week it was their second highest rated show. This week the ratings just just posted. And they're down a tenth, but still average for the CW, which for a CBS show, produced show, is unbelievably good. And the, the, the Rookie, their, their premiere ratings were fine. We'll see what the second you know, episode does uh, tomorrow night. Um, so that's fun. That's fun. And then, like, like we said, the Connors analog for the culture war. And, and and also an analog for the culture war is um, well, so what one one thing about the Connors right so so I I, I, I just to uh, I have not uh, I have not waded into that in any depth uh, so correct me if I don't have this right but the uh, uh, the the Connors without Roseanne debuted to a number that was much much lower than the Connors with Roseanne debuted to. But still debuted at a number where even if it felt like it loses twenty percent a week, it's not getting canceled. And and uh, I, I just want to make sure that 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 is in fact what the landscape is. Yes, yes. Its premiere its premiere ended up being a tenth lower, a tenth lower than the Roseanne season finale. And being even with the season finale is all you can hope for. Today. Yeah, yeah. Even so, by the way, even if Roseanne was still there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so if, if, you know, losing Roseanne lost you a 10th, that's nothing. That's, that's just noise. But besides that stuff, what are you, what are you looking most forward to the rest of the year? If anything, and if it's mm, going on vacation, you, know, you can say that. Oh, well, it's always going on vacation. It's <laughs> traveling around the country with my, my son, who's a junior in high school, looking at colleges. That's going to be fun. How do you like Notre Dame? I know that uh, that was one of the schools that you visited. How, how could you not like Notre Dame? It's a beautiful place. You know, it, it you know steeped in tradition. We, we are a friend of ours who's a senior there gave us a uh, a tour around. How could you not like it? He you know he he's a smart kid in that you know when he sees nice schools he likes them. But he he likes all the nice schools, which is doesn't surprise me. Has he has he has he begun in your thinking to to narrow it down? Is 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 there a clear favorite already, or is he still keeping no, it in mind? 
No, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's keeping an open mind or just... Hasn't seen you know, it yet. The, well, the last nice school he saw, he lost. Right. And so there's a, there's a number of the last nice school that he, he lost. And and when will this like what's so this this will so a all... year from a year from now he's actually writing the application. He is at TV Grim Reaper on Twitter. That's T V G R I M R E A P E R, and it's TVGrimReaper.com is his website where you can find all his uh, renewal and cancellation predictions for the broadcast shows. Bill, thanks for joining the podcast. A pleasure to talk to you as always. Nice to be back. Thanks again.